This is Bloomberg Law with June Grosso from Bloomberg Radio. This week, in a unanimous decision, the Supreme Court upheld the oversight board responsible for resolving Puerto Rico's debt crisis, rejecting a bondholder challenge, and bolstering the panel's efforts to pull the island out of its record bankruptcy. During oral arguments last October, Justice Samuel Alito questioned the bondholder's lawyer about why his clients were so interested in pressing a constitutional claim. Are you and your client here just to defend the integrity of the Constitution, or would one be excessively cynical to think that something else is involved here involving money? My guest is the former governor of Puerto Rico, Luis Fortunio, a partner at Steptoe & Johnson. Thanks for joining me, Governor. Let's start with your reaction to the decision. I am not surprised by the decision, I must say. First of all, the opinion issued by the Supreme Court alludes to that. Congress has certain powers to dictate some of what occurs in territories, you know, that are pretty vast and open-ended as opposed to congressional powers over states. So I, I expected that that was going to be the case. Number two, the opinion clearly states that even though the oversight board members were appointed by the president after consultation with leaders in Congress, that their functions are mostly local. Uh, They, on the one hand, are overseeing fiscal issues and policies of Puerto Rico. And secondly, the board represents Puerto Rico in bankruptcy proceedings. In this case, the oversight board members are not deemed to be, quote unquote, officers of the United States because their functions are mostly local. So that's what they, they say. The lower court ruled that board members were appointed in violation of the Constitution because they weren't confirmed by the Senate. Did the court just sidestep that issue? Uh, no, the, the court uh, specifically stated that uh, even, even though uh, officers of the United States must be, uh, uh, actually must go through the uh, appointments clause process and go, go to the Senate for confirmation purposes. Uh, in this case, the oversight board members are not deemed to be, quote unquote, officers of the United States because their functions are mostly local. So that's what they they say. Do you think this was the right decision? I think this is the right decision. You know, from the purely legal point of view, I agree that their functions are mostly local. I would have loved for the courts to go into dicta and also rule further about the extent of those congressional powers that I mentioned and how far it can go and also look into some U.S. Supreme Court decisions made about 100 years ago, actually, in a concurring opinion, Justice Sotomayor referred to those. But, you know, the court did what they normally do, which is they decide in a narrow way what they have before them. So in that sense, this is what many of us expected would happen. Let's talk a little bit about Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Her concurrence sounded more like a dissent to me than a concurrence. Yeah. <laughs> And she wanted to get into the issue of the relationship between the territory of Puerto Rico and the federal government. With this public law 600 that was approved back in the early 50s, that essentially stated that there was some sort of a compact between the federal government and Puerto Rico. I think that concept of the compact has been thrown out the window by not just recent court decisions on other issues, including a double jeopardy case about a year and a half ago, but also by the congressional action taken in the approval of PROMESA 
the appointment of these oversight board members, and another case in which they upheld the PROMESA legislation and the fact that indeed Congress had the authority, vast authority, to rule over issues dealing with the territories. So I respectfully disagree with the concurring opinion of Justice Sotomayor, and uh, and, but I, I, I wish, you know, more had been said about it uh, by others. But again, this was not the issue at hand. And as we all know, uh, the court normally, you know, uh, you know, issues its opinions in a pretty narrow way with what they have before them. them. I must say that I don't necessarily agree or disagree with the whole, you know, PROMESA concept. I'm just saying that from the purely legal point of view, I think the ruling is correct. The court agreed to review the appeals court decision on a relatively quick basis, but it took nearly eight months to issue its decision. Do you make anything out of that delay? It may have been that the justices preferred issuing a unanimous decision on this issue because of the sensitivities regarding the treatment of the territory of Puerto Rico by Congress. And I would not be surprised if they were just working at it to see if they could reach a unanimous decision, which they did. What you just raised may answer the reason why Justice Sotomayor's concurring opinion reads more like a dissent. <laughs> it may be that they really wanted her to be on board, and I'm speculating here, and we're struggling to get there, and it, it, it takes a little bit longer to reach some sort of consensus. Do you think the fact that if the court had ruled otherwise, that the board wasn't constituted constitutionally, it would have pulled the rug out from what the board is trying to do in Puerto Rico now, so that the on-the-ground consequences of what would have happened affected the justices in their decision. I'm pretty sure that that is the case. Uh, uh, and uh, and again, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to take sides here on on you know what was what would have been the the best outcome. Uh, uh, my opinion has been. Purely uh, based on on my legal reasoning uh, of of the issues before the court, uh, uh, but I I am pretty sure that given all the steps that have been taken between the formation uh, and appointment of, of the oversight board and now, and the fact that uh, some of those decisions, including some of the restructuring uh, of the debt, would have been actually uh, uh, questioned uh, as as a result of uh, an, an uh, decision upholding uh, the opinion that had been issued by the Supreme Court, I'm pretty sure it, it weighted heavily uh, in the minds of the justices. Uh, uh, and, uh, and this way, they don't have to, to even get into the issue of, of what to do with actions taken between uh, uh, the, uh, the appointment uh, time and and, and the issuance of this of this opinion. This decision removes one uncertainty for Puerto Rico, but what other uncertainties is the island facing? At the beginning of this year, the Oversight Board had essentially put together a fiscal plan for the next 10 years. It had stated that they were actually moving forward with the restructuring of about half of their island debt, feeling that they knew what laid ahead. And then COVID-19 hit the world. And at the beginning of the year, also Puerto Rico actually suffered some earthquakes. First time in, in 100 years that that has happened. 
a significant earthquake that actually destroyed structures in the southwestern part of the island. So all of this and the lockdown that actually resulted from COVID-19 actually have forced the oversight board to walk back on what they have put out as uh, recent as late February as a fiscal plan and a a restructuring plan for about half of the debt. And they they had no choice but to uh, say recently that they will have to commence the process all over again. And I'm not sure if a number of creditors that were supportive of that agreement will be on board now. So there are significant questions laying ahead, and and I'm not sure what the end result will be. Thanks, Governor. That's the former governor of Puerto Rico, Luis Fortunio. This is Bloomberg. 